I have a word from the Lord for you. I do want to encourage you regarding reading the Bible through in a year. There is a Bible reading guide like this back there. And there's also another one, uh, another option back there that you can pick up. And you just start, whatever day you start on, you just start checking them off and read the Bible through this year. And then uh, uh, that'll be a blessing to you. And then uh, we're getting ready. We'll be within probably a couple of more weeks. There'll be another Timothy class starting. For those of you that that have uh, not gone through uh, Timothy, you'll hear about that. And that will be on like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something like that. Our goal is to have Timothy available and running uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, rotating uh, another class starting every six weeks. And so uh, we should have uh, the one that is meeting currently on Wednesday night is going to be about six weeks in here pretty soon. And uh, we should be, uh, you should be hearing about another Timothy opportunity for those of you who have not gone through it. And then the goal is that when you go through 24 weeks of Bible study, it's called Timothy because Timothy was tutored by the Apostle Paul and, and uh, he was taken under his wing. And so the, the goal here is that someone take you through the foundational scriptures and what it is to be a Christian and, and, and all the way into some of the deeper things that are in there. It's really wonderful. And uh, that for 24 weeks, you sit under the word of God, laying strong foundation. A lot of times we walk with God for years and we need to go back and put down some foundation. There's some things, you know, you know, when, when a student is learning, uh, in math, for instance, and, uh, they get to a certain point or a certain grade, late, uh, elementary school, early junior high school, you can have an assessment done if they're struggling and they will assess what part of the foundation that they missed. And they'll go back and lay that foundation. And that is what this is about. We've made a decision to be very intentional about discipleship, personal discipleship. And that's all part of that. And we want you to do that. So get your Bibles and uh, let me share uh, the word with you this morning. Uh, Let's make a declaration before we begin. This is my Bible. Bible. It is the living word of God. God. It contains many. Great and precious promises promises for me. me. I am who the Bible says I am. I I have what the Bible says I have. I I can do what the Bible says I can do. I I will study the word and live according to it because the living word of God is at work in me. All right, Um, get your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel chapter 47. Last Sunday when when, uh, Bishop Halverson was sharing about the past and talking about the things that uh, Church of Living Water has gone through and and where where we've come thus far, uh, I had uh, already purposed in my heart to share some things with you. And uh, as time uh, did not permit for me to share all of those things with you, uh, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I know that you've formed this word in my heart and I know that you want us to, uh, to uh, be established in these things. And so what do I do? And the Lord said, you've had your 25-year celebration and you've thanked me for what I've done in the past. Now move on into it. Amen? Move on into what I'm saying 
for the future. So uh, we rejoice in what was accomplished and in our time together. And uh, 25 years is gone and passed, and we rejoice in what God accomplished. Now, let's turn our face to the future. Let's turn our attention to what God is doing uh, for the future of this house. I want to share from this scripture. I asked Bishop Halverson when he was preparing to minister that he would uh, somehow uh, intertwine this in uh, to his teaching and to his uh, sharing, and he did that very well. Um, Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse 3. We'll begin there through about verse 6. And when the man went on eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand cubits, and he caused me to pass through the waters, waters that reached to the knees. And again, he measured a thousand cubits, and he caused me to pass through the waters, waters that reached to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand And it was a river that I could not pass through, for the waters had risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over or through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? And then he led me, and he caused me to return to the bank of the river. So I want us to start right there. Ezekiel 47, I preached from Ezekiel 47 for about a year here a while back, a couple years ago. Uh, Ezekiel 47 is the place that, that from Scripture defines us and describes us as a church and establishes who we are as a body of believers because it is in Ezekiel 47 that, is, that it is expressed everything will live where the river flows. And what Ezekiel does is he talks about this river that comes from the throne of God and it, and it passes from under the threshold of the house of God out from his throne and it flows into the earth and, and it says that it is life-giving, a life-giving river, and that everything will live where the river flows. And then this, uh, when Ezekiel's giving this vision, and he's talking about this, the, uh, the man or the angel or whatever uh, you uh, want to uh, describe this, this person as, was leading Ezekiel through this vision. And they come to this passage in verse 3, and he says to him, he, he takes him by the hand, and he leads him into the river, and he leads him first ankle deep, and he leads him then knee deep, and then he leads him on in waist deep, and he leads them on in to the place that you couldn't stand, you had to swim. How many have been swimming in the river? Uh, and, and you know what that current feels like, and you know what, when, he, when we have this description, we have some understanding of what, the, the, what Ezekiel is describing here that happened to him in this vision, that he was led into this river of God to a place that he could no longer stand, and the, the river was so powerful that it could not be passed over or passed through. It was not the kind of current that you could swim in. And as Bishop Halverson was sharing this with us a little bit, he talked about being a risk taker in the kingdom and he talked about being willing to get in deeper and he talked about being willing to get into the place that, uh, that, that you feel a little bit out of control. Well, I want to help you with something. In order for us to walk with God and in order for us to move with God in the places that he is leading us, we are not going to be in control. So if you are that personality that is always in control and um, you always want to have your hands on the reins, 
God is going to challenge you. Oh, I see some of you smiling, and you're thinking, oh, my husband, <laughs> or oh, my wife, right? You, think, you always think about someone else when you hear things like that. Uh, no, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is leading the people of God in the earth, and he's taking us into assignments that we are going to have to trust the Lord, the just shall live by faith, and that we are not particularly going to be in control, not of the event nor of the outcome. That's a little loud and ringing back there because I'm going to get hot under the collar in a minute. I feel it coming on. No, um, that, that, that whenever we put our trust in the Lord, whenever we say, God, you come and you work in my life, then whenever we ask him that, then we have to be willing to submit to him the control of our life. There's been some things in my life. There's been some paths that the Lord has taken us down. There's been some challenges that we've faced over which we felt completely out of control and over, over which we felt almost helpless to know what to do. And we learned in those times and in those seasons whenever everything seemed to be against us or whenever everything seemed to be different than what we had planned to take our entire life and the entire sum of who we are and to lay it in the hands of the Lord and say, Lord, you lead, you guide, you direct, you establish. We know that at the end of the day, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be under your care, under your control, and you're still going to be blessing our life. We don't know how it's going to turn out. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going in. So this challenge that I see, I was sharing with with Laura, we've talked about this several times, and, and the Holy Spirit has been stirring this in my, in my spirit. And, and last week, there was this prophetic word at the conclusion. The Lord said, you can go as deep as you want to go in me. You can go ankle deep in God. There are some folks that sitting in church today, and, and they, they have said yes to Jesus, and they've asked Jesus to come into their heart, and that's as far as they want to go. They don't want to know one more thing about him. They don't want to know anything else about it. Uh, you know what? I'm not throwing stones at them, and I'm not passing judgment on them. That's between them and the Lord. But I want to challenge. Listen, I'm a, in, the, in this house, you're going to receive a challenge that we're going to go deeper in God. We're going to make, we're, we make the determination to be intentional about our personal development and about our personal discipleship and about our, our walk with Jesus and about being full of the Spirit and about allowing the Holy Spirit to move in us. We determine that we are going to be following followers of Christ with all of our heart. That's why we declare every, every Sunday, I, I, I can do what the Word says I can do. I can be what the Word says I can be. And I will study the Word and I will live according to it so that the living Word of God is at work in me. So I, I was sharing this with my wife and I, I don't always... I don't always sit and, and share with her about where the teaching is going or sh- share with her about, uh, we, we talk some but, uh, about where I'm going in the teaching, but, but not a lot. Sometimes I feel prompted to and, and sometimes I don't. And in this particular situation, we were talking about this and I said, Lord, the Holy Spirit has put this passage o- on my heart and I can't get away from it. That, 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 that Ezekiel led this man ankle deep and then he led him knee deep and then he led him waist deep and then he led him right on out into that area that, that he could not even swim in. And I said, God is speaking a word here and he's telling us, come deeper in me. Come, come and, and get close to me and come into a deep and deepened relationship with me. And I said, what challenges me is that I'm realizing in the earth that there are people who know God, who've received Jesus in their heart and they don't even realize that there is a deeper place to go. 
And I said, the thing that is challenging me is that I'm understanding that, that unless you recognize and realize that God has a place that he wants to take you in relationship with him, that there is more of him that he wants to express in your life. There's a greater grace that he wants to bring to you. There's a greater strength that he wants to bring to you. There's a greater provision that he wants to bring to you. There's a greater assignment and a greater anointing. And in God, he always speaks of bigger and better. He always does. The, the, the latter house is always greater than the former. The things to come are always greater than the things that are behind us. And that's just the way the mind of God is. And in this verse, we get this challenge that God wants us to start thinking like him and realizing that whatever we think we may have accomplished and however much of him we feel that we have obtained and however much of him we feel that we have attained and to enrich, that there is more of God for us to reach for. There's greater measure in him. And, and I, I was uh, sharing that with her, and, and that's the burden that I feel in my heart, and that's the word that I believe that I ought to be sharing with you is, is let's reach deeper in God, and, and let's go a little deeper, and let's determine, well, if I'm just ankle deep in him, if I haven't gotten into the deep things of God, then I'm at least going to get up to my knees and see what that feels like. And I, I, maybe I don't know how to swim really well, but, but, but he's with me, and I'm going to get all in. And, and I, I'm just going to get as far into uh, this relationship with the Lord as I possibly can. As, as much as I know in my heart how to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge myself to get in. And then uh, I read the scripture again. And I have, I have read this scripture over and over and over again the last five, six years. I have read and read and read this passage. And all of a sudden, this, the, the, verse 6 leapt off the page at me. He led him to his ankles, and he led him to his knees, and he led him to his waist, and then he led him out into the deep where he could not stand on his own, where he kind of had to say, okay, God, I'm at your mercy, kind of like Peter walking on the water, and when he said, oh, Lord, I'm sinking here. And then he asked him this wonderful question. And as many times as I have read this, I have never considered why this sentence was in Scripture. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he doesn't explain it. He doesn't go on and say anything else. He just says, I want to know, have you considered the possibility that wherever you are in God, that there is yet a deeper place to go? Have you seen this? Have you considered that possibly there is some place that God wants to take you in your relationship with him that you've never even considered that it was a possibility, that it's never crossed your mind that there is more of him to obtain, that it's never crossed your mind that there is greater of him to taste and see that the Lord is good, that there is a facet of God in the multifaceted beauty of who he is, that there's a part of him that you have yet to peel back and see and be exposed to. As you read the scriptures through this year, especially those of you that have read them through last year, you're going to read the same passages through again that you read last year. And I just want to challenge you to peel back the layer from last year whatever God showed you last year in a particular area of scripture just wait on the Lord and peel back the layer there's one more layer of understanding under there there's something else that he wants to show you there's something else that he wants to give you God is ever speaking there's more of him that he wants to reveal to you there's deeper places in him that he wants to take you 
So all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit saying, have you seen this? Have you considered the possibility that there is a deeper place to go in God? Have you considered this? And I want to challenge you that wherever you are today in your walk with God and whatever you have tasted of Him and whatever you have seen of Him and whatever uh, He has exposed of his, uh, of his wonder and His beauty and His majesty to you, that there is a deeper place to go. And I want to read the scripture. I referred to it last week in Psalm 42 and 6. David was in a place of, uh, of utter frustration. In fact, he w- I, I just learned this week that in this passage of Scripture, David was actually fasting. And in, in those days, people would fast before the Lord. They were, they were like us. They'd wait till everything went wrong. And then because they needed something from God after everything had gone wrong and they didn't know what to do, then they ran to God after they didn't know what to do. How many have done that before? We wait until we don't know what else to do. Sometimes we ought to go there first. Skip all those steps. But anyway, he was in one of those places. And if you read early in the scripture, you can see that he was fasting because he says, he says uh, that his, he's talking about his life being cast down and he's talking about his frustration. He said, my meter, my tears. He said, I haven't even been eaten. I've just been laying before the Lord weeping here. So I haven't eaten anything but my tears. So that's how, I mean, he was in a place of utter frustration when he wrote this. So in Psalm 42 and 6, He said, Oh God, my life is cast down upon me, and I find the burden more than I can bear. Anybody ever been there? I I, I don't think I can do this anymore, God. So, what did it sound like? Therefore, this is what I'm going to do I will earnestly remember you from the land of the Jordan River to the summits of Mount Hermon, from the little mountain miser. I will remember you. And what what David was saying is in this territory, this physical place that he was talking about, this is where God had revealed himself and had worked in the children of Israel and had had, uh, brought them to himself and had made them a nation. And all of that great, the mighty works of God that had happened in their life had happened in this territory. And so he said, I am allowing my mind to run back through every good thing that, listen, when when you're down... And when you're discouraged and when life gets hard, do you know what you ought to do? You ought to stop right there and you ought to begin to let your mind wander back through the good things of God. And you ought to begin to remember all the good things that he's done and how he's kept you and how he's established you and how he's taken care of you when you were in trouble. And, and if, if, you, if you feel like he hasn't, uh, you haven't given yourself to him to the place that he's really taking care of you when you're in trouble and you don't realize, then you look at somebody else that's walked with God and you begin to see how he worked with, with them and you begin to say, oh, this is the God that I'm walking with. He's no respecter of person. If he'll be nice to Pastor Anthony, he'll be nice to me. If he'll be good to that person, he'll be, if he'll do good things in that person's life, then he'll do good things in my life. So I'm just going to give myself to him. So David says, I, I'm just going to allow my mind to wander back through the history of my nation and the relationship that they have had with God. And I'm going to look across the annals of time, the things that have happened in the recent past that have allowed me to see that God loves his people and that God establishes his people and that God takes care of his people. And so he says, even though everything seems to be going wrong right now. I'm just going to let my mind wander through everything I know to be true about God until I get 
myself encouraged. I'm not going to wait on somebody else to come along and encourage me. I'm not going to wait on somebody else to come and give me a good word. I'm not going to wait on somebody else to come lift me up because they might not make it today. They might not get by to give me that good word. But I have a word. I have a promise from God in my understanding of who he is. I know that he is good and I know that his mercy endures forever. And I know that his his, uh, ways are higher than my ways. And I know that he loves me and I know that he's made great promise to me. And so I'm just going to let my mind wander through the good things of God and I'm going to begin to meditate upon everything that he's done in my past. And and then look look what he says in verse 7. He says, roaring deep. Calls to roaring deep at the thunder of your water spouts. Your breakers and your rolling waves have gone over me. He says, as I began to, as I began to ponder the good things of God, it became overwhelming to me. Like the rolling of the waves of the ocean deep, it became overwhelming to me. Oh, if you were, if you were cast out into the midst of the ocean and, and the waves were rolling and you were caught in that, in that situation and just as you begin to get your head above water, another wave crashes over you, how overwhelmed you would feel. And he said, God, this is how you are. You're just magnificently overwhelming to me. And just as one crash of the wave begins to come and overwhelm me, then I remember something else that is good about you. And that wave begins to come and begins to crash over me. And then I remember something else that's good about you. And the depths of that wave begins to crash into my life and into my memory and into my understanding. And then all of a sudden, I'm just so caught up in it that deep is calling unto deep and everything that is in God that I remember is overwhelming me and overtaking me. You begin to realize that there's more to God than in all of his memory and all of his understanding of who God is, that there was more to know. There was more to understand. There was deeper places to walk in God. There was greater avenues of, of blessing and anointing and calling and, and there was, there was greater, greater uh, majesty and mystery and, and, and excitement in God. And he just began to be absolutely overwhelmed. So I want to challenge you that when you are in that place, that you feel like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I do know this one thing. I'm going to allow my mind to meditate upon the good things that you are. And I'm never going to assume that I have gotten all of God that I can get. But I'm going to give myself to him wholeheartedly. I'm going to pour myself into this thing. Lord, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to kind of talk to me about where I'm ankle deep. And and, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to lead me. And I'm just going to get on in there knee deep. And I'm going to go back to his word. And I'm going to go back to prayer. And I'm going to go back to the foundational practices and disciplines of of walking with Jesus and being a disciple of, of Jesus. And I'm going to begin to allow him to where, where, where he sees that, where, where the Holy Spirit shows me that I'm just still a little bit in the shallows, I'm going to allow him to lead me into deeper relationship with him. Then where I'm waist deep and where I'm, I'm beginning to see some fruit and, and beginning to see a little bit of, uh, of uh, turbulence from the... For, listen, when you, when you go to walk in with God, you might get a little resistance. 
You might get a little turbulence. That's all right. Push on in. Push on in. Go a little deeper in. And then, and then uh, whenever the Holy Spirit says, you know, you've come, real, you've come deep into this particular area. I've revealed myself to you plainly in, in some of these things, but I just want to take you out where you can swim a little bit in my presence, where you can go to some of the even deeper things of God. I I believe that it is the desire of God to get us all out into a place where we can't stand on our own. I know when the kids were learning to swim, it was very important in their mind to be able to touch the bottom. And I think that that's our nature. It's very important in our mind to be able to plant our feet and to feel like we can stand firm. But when you're standing firm with your feet, then it's not your feet that are, or it's your feet that are planted. But when you're standing firm in God, you're planted on His foundation. You're planted on His foundation. I just want you to be challenged by that this morning. Hosea 6.3, we've read this the last several weeks. Then shall we know if... I love if. I love if. If is the, is, if is the part of a contractual agreement where God makes a promise to you. And he says, you know what I'd like to do in you? I'd like to bless you beyond measure. Jesus said, it's the thief that comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And if is the part of the contractual agreement with God where he says, I'd like to take you deeper in the things of the Lord. I'd like to reveal myself to you. I'd like to be more involved in your life if you'll allow it. We read in Revelation where Jesus said to the church, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If, if, oh, somebody say, if, if you'll open the door. If you'll let me in. If you'll, if you'll respond to me. So I want to challenge you this morning. I hear, the, I hear the Spirit of the Lord. I hear the Holy Spirit brooding over this house and over the hearts of the people that are planted in this vision. And I hear the if of God taking place in our midst. And I, I hear the, the, the Spirit of the Lord as He takes you by the hand and He leads you and He shows you uh, the favor of the Lord. And He says, have you seen this? Have you considered? the possibility that there is more of me to obtain, that there is God in greater measure. If, so he said, we'll go on to know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come as the rain as the latter and the former rain to the earth, that unexpected rain. He'll come and he'll rain himself on us. So I just want us to say to the Lord, Lord, I, I, I make myself available to you to come. 
I want to respond to the, the if of God. I want, like, like Ezekiel, I want to hear the Holy Spirit saying, have you considered this? Have you seen this? So I hear the Holy Spirit today saying to you, have you seen this? Have you considered? Open the door. Open the door. Regardless of where you are in your walk with God today, regardless of how long you have known him. I think it's interesting. When my father was retired, I went uh, in the, uh, the several years that he lived back east. Lauren and I had an opportunity to go and visit with him uh, one uh, visit there. And he had a little room where he had a little desk set up. And he had a, a little book stand and his Bible was open to that book stand. And here he is, uh, retired and, and for all intents and purposes, not a lot going on. And he said, I am so thankful. He told me this. I'm so thankful for the season of my life that allows me to sit in that chair in front of that book. Because he walked with God all of his life. And he said, God is showing me things I never knew was in there. God is showing me things about him I never knew that were there to see. God is showing me that these things that I've never understood. And he began to just share with me things that God was showing him. And he'd say, son, when you read this scripture, did you know this? And did you know that? And when you read that scripture, did you know this? And did you know that? And, and, and he began to just unfold these little, little nuggets of God that he was excited about. Because after walking with God since he was like seven, 16 years old, and he was in his early 70s. He walked with God all those years. And he's going, I'm seeing things of God that I've never seen before. I've been in this book my whole life and I've never known that. I challenge you this morning. I hear the Holy Spirit saying to you, son of man, sons and daughters of God, have you seen this? Have you considered it? Would you consider with me today that for the next years that are ahead of us, that there are some places in God he wants us to walk that we've not walked? That there are some levels of relationship in him that he wants us to experience that we've not experienced? That there are some expressions from the throne of God that have yet to take place in our hearing that he wants to express to us. Would you stand together this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's an old song. You won't probably know this. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, say these lyrics. Maybe I'll sing them really bad. This is more of you. More of you. I've had it all. But what I need is more of you. Lord, of things I've had my fill. And yet I hunger still. Empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer. For more of you. What we realize is that no matter how much we have in the earth that in relationship to the Lord it's empty and bare more 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 give me a give me a go to C right there more more 
of you, more of you. I've had it all, but what I need is more of you, of things I've had my fill. Yet I hunger still, empty and bare, Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. There you go. You guys want to sing that with me a minute? More of you. More of you. I've had it all. Lord, what I need is more of you. Of things I've had my fill. Yet I hunger still. Empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. Oh, Father, I pray that as we stand before you this morning, that we would begin to cry out as a house and as a people. We want more of you, Lord Jesus. Would you, would you just speak that to the Lord this morning with me? Lord, we want more of you. There's more of you. There are deeper places, oh Lord, that we can go in you. God, would you open up our hearts and our minds and our understanding, Lord Jesus, like that, uh, that, that uh, Ezekiel received, Lord, that we would consider that there is more of you. There's greater still, oh Lord Jesus. Oh, and I declare before you this morning, Church of Living Water, for whatever has happened in the last 25 years, I declare to you that the latter house shall be greater than the former house. And the things that come, oh, the things that come are greater still. God has for you things ahead of you, oh, that you have not considered, oh, and that you have not seen. But the Lord says to you this morning, I am leading you and I am guiding you and I am taking you into deeper relationship with me. And the things that I have for you, the things that are ahead of you are greater measure than that which is behind you. My provision that is ahead of you is greater than my provision that is behind you. My anointing that is ahead of you is greater than my anointing that is behind you. My blessing that is ahead of you is greater than the blessing that is behind you. I declare to you that my hand is upon you for good and not for evil and that my heart is toward you and that I have established your goings that you might see my glory in this house and that you will see my anointing in this place and that the sick would be healed and that the lame would walk and that the blind would see and that the broken would be made whole in this place, declares the Lord, for I am with you. I am with you, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those that are assigned to prayer teams, would you come this morning? Hallelujah. And if you are, are praying that prayer with me, and if you have said that to the Lord this morning, you say yes to Lord, I want more of you. Would you just come? And they'll agree with you together, and they'll pray with you, and we'll just pray together. More of you, Lord Jesus, come. 
more of you, Lord Jesus, more of your anointing, more of your blessing, more power, more strength, more understanding, more wisdom, more guidance, more counsel, Lord Jesus, more of you, more character, more strength. Oh, we praise you, Jesus, we praise you. Oh, for the more that is coming to this house, we give you praise. And if you've come today and there's a need in your life, make sure that you don't leave the way you came. These prayer teams are up here. They'll believe God with you. They'll bless you. They'll strengthen you. And, uh, and they will stand with you as you pray and uh, as you submit yourself to the Lord. So go ahead and come. Uh, and they'll be up here uh, this morning to meet with you. I just want to speak a blessing in your life. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people. I thank you for the anointing of the Lord in this house. And I pray that your blessing would be upon them today as they go from this place and as they go about their week, Lord Jesus. Let your blessing, the word says, chase them down and overtake them. Father, I pray that they'd be blessed on the right hand and on the left. I pray that they'd be blessed rising up and lying down, going in, going out. And all that they set their hand to, Lord Jesus, let them be blessed. Let, the, let the, uh, the very things that you have purposed to accomplish in them be manifested in their life. And we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus.